You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Savage Arms. We all know that the human body comes in all different shapes and sizes. However, most firearms do not. That is why Savage Arms has rolled out their AccuFit system on the 110 platform. AccuFit uses interchangeable components that allow hunters to custom fit both comb height and the length of pull without taking their rifle to a gunsmith. In fact, the only tool you need is a Phillips head screwdriver. If you want to find out more information about the AccuFit customization system, visit savagearms.com. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. Podcast, podcast, podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Nate Thomas. That's him. With me today, obviously the guys. What's up? Both of you are lively already. Well, it's a late night, if you uh, yeah. didn't know. I, I was supposed to be in bed, I don't know, three hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, now I get to you know drive home and then go to bed. <laughs> it's not going to be fun. Quit whining. I know, I know. Uh, got a good one today. Um, Joe Harris with Blind Spot Outdoors uh, drove up uh, very graciously and drove up yes. and uh, sat down with us to talk about some duck and, and goose hunting, goose, geese, gander. Yep. And uh, it's a good one. Um, we we are a little late on the whole waterfowl thing this year. Kind of apologize for that. Yeah. Kind of got away from us. But, yeah, uh, we're, we're not waterfowl hunters. I mean, well, not that we have anything against it. We'd like to get into it maybe eventually and stuff. I mean, but my, my basic knowledge was, you know, ducks fly together. Did you just do Mighty, a- Mighty Ducks is a great movie. <laughs> mm. Okay. Was that your dad joke for the week or? Oh, we, no. Are we going to get a better version you never know okay (laughs) i hope so let's see what the outro brings (laughs) you better come up with something quick (laughs) you ever you fast on your fast let me me tap into my database i'll pull one out (laughs) there it is there Uh, it is but yeah he comes on he talks about he's also the creator of blind spot obviously and uh he makes custom blinds and he does some land management and yep. stuff like that. Yeah. So a lot of good knowledge, just general knowledge about waterfowl in general. Yeah, he mm-hmm. dropped that bomb on us. He I mean it's it's not like a real detailed episode. It's kind of a ten thousand foot view, right? Yeah, right? We talk about duck ducks and geese and his blinds, blind placement, um, decoy placement. Different setups. What yeah. else? I mean just yeah, Their just habits. Very yeah. very broad. And he touches on his event that he started last year. It sounds like uh on on course for this year possibly but the mo um 
you know, just a really big kind of outdoor expo for for all things hunting and fishing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we talked about it during the episode or whatever, but we're surrounded <laughs> by, you know, states that have these huge expos. Right. And Missouri doesn't, which is weird because, mm-hmm. like Nathan said, we're we're in the middle of it all. We have and everything so, here. Yeah. So he's trying to make something big out of that. So that's pretty cool. So it's a good one. Uh, Joe knows the stuff. He's a he's a big time waterfowl guy, and uh, we hope to have him on again. Yep. Kind of talk about stuff again, uh, more detail. So hope everybody enjoys it. Unless you two fine individuals have anything else to add, we will start this show. Let's get started. Yep. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. All right, with us today is Joe Harris with Blind Spot Outdoors. Joe, what's going on, buddy? Not too much, guys. How's it going? Thanks for having me up. Yeah, thanks for making Absolutely. the drive up yeah. here, dude. Yep, yeah. no problem. How long of a drive is that? You're out of, what was it, Montrose? I'm out of Montrose, Missouri, yep. Um, down by Truman Lake, if anybody's familiar with that area. Um, hour or so away. Okay. Not so too it bad. Yeah, it wasn't I'm, terrible. It's it vacation. <laughs> it's always better in person. But, uh, yeah, we appreciate you making the drive up. No big deal. So, um, before we get into this, uh, introduce yourself to everybody who you are. We all, obviously, everybody knows you're from Montrose now. Um, what you do for a living, and then uh, what's, your, what's your favorite thing about bird hunting? We'll just do that one instead. I'm uh, Joe Harris. Uh, I own a company called uh, Blind Spot Outdoors, and uh, we specialize in building uh, waterfowl blinds um, from a portable blind to kind of what you can ever dream of um we just um i finished up one for uh, ian kenny that pitched for the royals that was a uh, i think it's pretty sweet I've yeah seen that, yeah 14 foot uh, long with a uh, six and a half foot by 18 foot long boat garage in the back so you can park his boat behind it so you dream it up we can probably build it um and uh it's it was uh this was a um a side job i guess until uh early september or I guess, well, beginning of September, and um, took the leap of faith, and is doing. It, I'm doing it full time now. Oh, awesome. And, um, and then we've uh, also kind of ran into, or not ran into, but started a, a land habit or land management company, do some habitat management and stuff like that. And there's a there's a lot of clubs and recreational properties in our area, and so taking adva- not taking advantage of them, but just trying to help people out with uh, to get get their means done especially with like food plots and, and planting um, in your duck lake, stuff like that. A lot of guys that are weekend warriors, well, they go down on a Friday, can't, can't do it because it rains. Well, they call us and we come in and, and help them do it. And um, we got a tree mulcher and skid steer and some equipment, stuff like that too, that we can come in and, and help you out with on that. So I'm just kind of. And is that is that across the board? Are you just mainly doing duck and geese type habitat management? Or are you doing everything? Nope, deer, we're do, we're, all that. We're doing deer too. Um, I've got a, a buddy of mine that um, that uh, started a food plot business, and I'm, he's kind of helping me out a little bit on some food plot stuff. We'll do anything that the landowner wants to do on food plot stuff, um, and we also will. I have a, a good friend of mine that's a biologist um, that come in and do some consultation too, so can help us out with deer count and deer population and and stuff like that and um i'm not a big deer nut Mm -hmm. but um that's what i grew up hunting was deer sure but uh um 
it's just it, it just want to help help them out somebody's got a recreational property let's just make it to the means and make it to the fulfill everything they want to do and just if they just need some lanes cut or whatever or even farmers need some stuff brush move stuff like that we can do that too nice pretty so. awesome i think that's it's pretty cool too is around here you hear a lot of land management you think white till immediately i mean at least i do and then joe you're you're on a, a whole nother aspect of where your main part is really the duck side of it and for me personally i i just don't think i think well you go find water you shoot ducks obviously it's more complicated than that you don't just find a field and go shoot a deer right yeah. so i mean i think that's pretty cool pretty pretty unique to me in my mind to, to set that those ponds up for that yeah and and that's the thing too a lot of people don't think of is um with waterfowl i mean these they're coming through here they're migrating through most of most we don't um besides canadian geese we don't hatch a lot of ducks mallards pintails teal gadwall stuff like that in the state of missouri they're Most, born further south. No, burnt north. Oh, they're going back. Okay. Everything's north. Everything's north. Yep. Um, you see, like the pot hills of uh, um, Nebraska hatches, uh, South Dakota hatches a lot of ducks. North Dakota, and then your duck factory is Canada, right? You want to call it. Um, and then Canadian geese. Canadian geese are getting just like deer. They are becoming. They are adapting to the habitat they're i mean you go to any watershed in kansas city or anything like that mm-hmm. they have just suburbanized yeah. just figured it out that <laughs> there's no pressure here so we're gonna go you yeah. can't touch us so you said uh you grew up kind of deer hunting and so i'm gonna go back to that that first question i asked you when um i had you introduce yourself what what is it about bird hunting we'll say duck and geese um that you love that has kind of changed your passion a little bit i guess you'd call it to the point now where you're you got a business that is surrounded by it uh it's probably just the chase i mean um it's i guess for you guys being big deer hunters it's probably the chase of uh trying to you find it for duck hunting i hunt a lot of public so it's like finding them either getting access, getting permission, and then tricking them. It's like turkey hunting. I mean, you're that you're not waiting for it to walk by or you're not mm-hmm. intercepting it. You're making it come to you or you're going to where it's at or where it wants to be and tricking it. Yeah. You're making this that you're winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I yep. listened to a show, another podcast once again. I'm horrible at remembering which one I was listening to, but that's one of the things he said is, you know, a lot of guys can shoot a duck. 40 50 yards away he said but when you get that thing working a decoy 10 10 feet in front of you or 10 yards in front of you mm. there's a difference you know you you feel like sometimes he said you don't even feel like you really want to shoot him yep it's, it's just like you're you're quote unquote one with the duck at that moment and i can see i can see that you know i like i mean don't get me wrong i like killing yeah i mean don't <laughs> <laughs> it, i do but um beating them at their own game mm-hmm you know, like fooling turkeys or it's some, it's, it's very similar to turkey hunting. Um, and like, like right now the ducks have been, we've had duck season in the state of Missouri has not been great this, this year at all. And so we've had a lot of ducks that's been here for a long time and, uh, reading them, like calling to them, knowing what they want. I hunted Missouri's closed now, but I hunted Kansas last Thursday and, um, 
there were some ducks there that just, I mean, you had to talk to them constantly, 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 constantly. And then another group would come over and you'd call at them and they just leave. Like they just didn't want it, hmm. you know? So it, learning ducks and knowing ducks. And that's something that I'm kind of still new to all this a little bit, I guess. I don't, I'm, I can't, I don't even know how many years I've actually been truly duck hunting, but, um, every year I learn something different and, and reading ducks is really the last couple of years is something I've really got, um, I've recognized knowing what they want, how they want it and stuff like that. Yeah. So. That makes sense. We're going to go into a rabbit hole here that we probably shouldn't, but cause the, the show's kind of, we're going to center it around, uh, spent, since obviously your, your business now is, is blind blinds and building blinds and things like that. And obviously the land management, but we're going to talk about placement of blinds, but we're going to go down a rabbit hole on duck hunting here. Uh, I know it's kind of late. Obviously, the season's over now in Missouri, and, you know, we kind of dropped the ball on getting stuff out early, but... So many topics to try to hit them all. Right. Well, when you said this a few seconds ago, and it made me think to ask you, what what made the year not great here in Missouri? Or what are some opinions you have? Water. Water. Um, we were in a drought. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no no water. Um, and then the flood that hit um, the Missouri River bottoms killed a lot of habitat there, too. Um, but there was a drought from the whole Mar- Missouri River Basin had no water. And that ducks travel water sheds or they follow the Missouri River, they follow the Mississippi River. Mm-hmm. That's why you have different flyways. And, uh, we, I mean, we just had a drought in uh, Canada. Then, then with COVID, um, there was no access across the border. I had good friends in North Dakota that I know that said that um, North Dakota got pounded by a bunch of out-of-state hunters. Um, the people that normally go to Canada every year oh. went to North Dakota. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, and you wouldn't think, but ducks sense or know pressure just like anything else does, any other animal that we hunt. Um, and they saw ducks leave North Dakota and actually go north instead of go south to escape pressure, and they went to Canada. Huh. And then weather, weather. We just haven't had a winter. I mean, we haven't had a winter, a real true winter. Right. How many years? I mean, yeah, it's been I remember whenever mild. I'm 35 years old, and I mean, we had a couple snow days a year when I was a kid, and I mean, we had legit snow days, like a couple <laughs> inches of snow. You actually went sledding and stuff like that, and I can't. Yeah, you can't really like uh, you can't compare snow days to when we were all growing up to today. Mm-hmm. My daughter's school or my kid's school got let out. What day was it last month? Friday. We, we Friday. had a little Friday. bit of snow. Mm-hmm. It got canceled. I'm just yep. like, you got to be joking me. And it's, it's funny because my mom and dad say the same thing about, about when us. I was in school. Yeah. To where they would they remember, you know, feet of snow, mm-hmm. which who knows about. Uphill both ways. Right, exactly. Yeah. But, yep. you know, I, <laughs> but, we, yeah. we haven't had a good four-inch snow or something for a while. Right. Well, I yeah. remember my senior year. Uh, I don't know why we're getting too deep in this. <laughs> Rabbit when you're a senior, you don't have to make up snow days. Yep. Guess how many snow days we got when I was a senior? Zero. Yep. <laughs> yep. I was just like, this is going to be awesome. Didn't never got one. Yep. But uh, oh, that, that's interesting. I mean, I've, I've heard that from more than just you that yeah, this that, has been a bad year. I, I have some – I have some. It, it, it's funny because I have some guys that um, – buddies that I used to work with and stuff like that and just think the duck hunting, like how nuts I am about duck hunting and stuff like that and – they're like, oh, anybody can go sit by a pond and shoot a duck. And I'm like, you can, but it, it's not that easy all the time, you know. And they're, I'm like, I was like, you don't understand, like, the pressure, the pressure, the pressure. And, and now at home, 
we've been out since uh, the closed the 10th of uh, January. The ducks at home, we've had ducks show up at home and like you can legitly like get close to them and they don't even under understand what's going on. Like hmm. they don't care. They know they're not going to get shot. So it's just stuff like that that people don't think about um, that kind of changes everything. It's it's kind of neat to look back. The um, We're talking about the geese adapting to the um, structure or to, to habitat and cities and stuff like that. And uh, the uh, I had, there's a gentleman in, in Illinois around Chicago that's doing a study on geese um, understanding people in everyday clothes and in <laughs> camouflage. Really? Oh, and wow. It, and they're seeing... Is that is that he's in the middle of that study right now? He did a study. He set a spread in city limits, landed geese, got out of his blind in regular clothes. The geese walked away from him and kind of flew off slowly. Walked out of the blind in camouflage and they immediately jumped up and flew off <laughs> tenfold. Oh out. wow. Peace out. Hopefully deer <laughs> don't, don't don't read that <laughs> study. Right. So it's 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 stuff like that that everything habitat Deer, turkey, everything, everything's changing, and it's kind of, kind of, you have to be just like you guys on the deer. You got to be on it every year and kind of just know the next thing, yeah, where it's at. So, well, with, I mean, I guess if you think of it this way, like you said, they're coming from Canada all the way down here. How many places do they got to cross over where they're getting shot at before they get to us? You know, here in Missouri, yep. you know that they're probably going to get a little smarter. Yeah, see, Can- Canada season, uh, Saskatchewan area and stuff like that, they start uh, the last weekend of August. Oh wow! So they're getting shot at from the last week of August till right. Louisiana and well, southeast Kansas um, goes till January thirty first. Oh, so wow. I mean, half half their year, yeah, they're getting shot. They can't <laughs> get away from it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. uh, by the way, is this your first podcast you've done? You are a, a natural. So for everybody listening. My dog just ripped ass, uh, and <laughs> I was sitting here doing a, a motion to Andy, and and Joe just oh, looked thought, and and smiled and kept going. Like, I figured I figured it was I had a, my old dog was the the licking dog, and oh he'll, my, he'll lick it too. My, my wife would sit. My wife would be just like, tell her stop, just tell her stop. <laughs> so. uh, I was curious if it got over there, but no, you got to stop doing it, that, dude. It made it up the stairs, I think. <laughs> Poor yep, sucked it up the stairs. Uh, but anyway, um, and obviously now we're, you know, in, in goose season or geese season, goose season, yep. however the hell you say it. And, uh, you know, there's a, a different ways to hunt them, obviously. I mean, you can hunt in the middle of cornfield. A lot of folks do that. Um, you obviously make blinds, uh, that are designed for water or do you, no, you do have both fields. Both. That's right. We do both. We do. We do both. Um, we do a portable blind that can be taken up, put back down. In minutes, slid in the back of an enclosed trailer or whatever, back of a truck. And then we make a big, comfortable, turn on the heaters, turn on the cooker, let's sit down and enjoy the afternoon yeah. style blind too. Um, so we kind of can adapt to both. Um, we've kind of more transitioned into the bigger stuff just because um, it's it's in a high demand. I don't have too much competition right now out there for it. So um, we're pushing it really hard and um, – it's doing well for us. I can't complain one bit about it. But, but yeah, like right now though, the the, the goose goose hunting is is tough. Um, that geese are very hardy. Um, they won't leave an area until they they can't get to their food. 
So there's a lot of geese north of us right now. Kansas, mm. Kansas City holds a pile of Canadian geese every year. That Kansas City area. Um, yeah, like the corporate areas are just all their lawns. Mm-hmm. Yep. Always littered with them, you can see when you're driving yep. through there. Yep, so they're, they're loaded up with a bunch of geese. Um, they stop a lot of, I, I, I don't shoot, I shoot a handful of Canadian geese where I'm at. Not very many. It's got to get pretty cold for us to, to really get after them. We shoot a, we shoot a good amount, but um, What's, they're, they're just getting just tough. Yeah. What's the, and this could get real deep, but one thing I definitely wanted to ask you was there's all kinds of different ducks, obviously, and mm-hmm. I'm sure they all have different ways they adapt and respond to things too. But in general, between duck hunting and goose hunting, what are the major differences? I mean, what what are some major differences that you see um, as far as how you hunt them that makes it e- easier or harder or both, one way or the other? Um, ducks, um, you can hunt a feeding duck, you can hunt a resting duck, you can hunt a loafing duck, or well, resting and loafing is kind of the same thing, or you can hunt migrators. I mean, you're, you everybody... I could get you guys hooked on a migrator day. You get a migrator day, you get birds coming from, it's, you can hardly see specks in the sky, and next thing you know, they're 10 foot in front of you. Backpedal on the decoys, 200 of them. I mean, mm-hmm. that'll make anybody hooked. Um, but anymore, that's kind of far and few between the last couple of years. But um, So chasing ducks over water majority of the time. Geese, you hunt most, not a lot. Probably fifty-fifty over land, more mm-hmm. water, on in our area. Now, now like north, them guys will shoot a lot of ducks in dry fields. We don't shoot a lot of ducks in dry fields, um, but uh, ducks. I I don't know. They're very similar in, in styles of hunting for me, the way I hunt them. Um, but they just they just don't. Uh, they they have two like a goose can be very. Um, habit forming mm-hmm. if, we have, if we have a long weather system like they're lazy they'll lay till the sun hits are back let's get up at 8 30 and fly out to the cornfield and pick some corn full of it and then go back and eat water like if they go to a dry field they always come back to water so they're going to go eat somewhere come back to water sunny days are no different than like i, <clears throat> I tell guys all the time i said go look at your cattle what your cows doing in the field? I was like, that's what a goose is going to do. If it's sunny, no wind, and still cold, they're going to go out there and lay in the sun, use the least amount of energy they mm. can. Then the last minute, they're going to fly, go feed, go back, and keep water open. That's a big thing when it's cold. Is you know, <clears throat> now cloudy days, snowing, they're going to go feed hard stuff. Rain too. I've got now since I'm, I guess, home every day. I have some geese that I watch every day. And like I've been keeping a journal on them, just out of curiosity to see what they do. Mm-hmm. Like I write down the weather every day, write down what they're doing, where they're going. I've lost them now. I can't. I call my my wife gets mad because I call my pets. I go check on them every morning <laughs> and every night. I was like I go see where my pets are at, you know. <laughs> so, but um, it it just that that stuff is what's neat to me. If um, learning how they adapt, yeah. stuff like that. But yeah. They're very similar, like you, you asked. They're very similar to hunt, the same way, because um, we hunt them over water in, in both aspects. But um, calling, of course, different calls, different different spreads, a little bit different decoys. But um, 
Do they tend to stay in? I mean, obviously everybody sees the the when they think of geese flying, the V pat, you know, all in the sky, just black sky at times. Mm-hmm. There's so many of them. They tend to stick together much more than ducks do. Yeah, the, well, a Canadian goose they 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 will mate for life. So you will have they will they will they will bear young together forever. What about divorces and stuff? Uh, <laughs> now that's what I, I always I always, always wanted to know. Like when you shoot the male, you shoot the female. What happens? They, oh, go, yeah. find a new, they go find another another significant other. How long but, we gotta wait? Yeah. I'm, widow, I'm widowed. <laughs> yep. That that's a whole that's something I just learned about too. Like uh, a Canadian goose, uh, a male goose. Um. They can't bear or they can't mate till they're two years old. Well, they think they can, <laughs> and so after they in the summer they molt and they lose their feathers and they can't fly for like ten days or mm-hmm. fifteen days. Well, then all of a sudden they get up and le- the males get up and leave and go try to find my girlfriend. Or well, they actually they 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 can fly. I guess when the geese come back, then when the geese when the geese come down in the winter, they find them love and they go back with them and they'll fly. All the way, sometimes all the way back to Canada. They'll get up there, and they can't breed. So the males will freak out and try to come back and find mom and dad, and then they fly back south. Huh. And that's what they call the molt migrators. Those molt migrators come back south. So they huh. dang, I so didn't those, know that. Yeah, those are all males then that do lot, that? Yeah, those, those, yep. those late, yep. late ones. Like you'll hear a lot of guys, like the, like you'll get a lot of guys up in Minnesota and stuff like that that um, hunt molt migrators. Like they can't wait till like September we get a north wind. And they'll go up there and they'll just be hunting in sweatshirts and t-shirts and just like us. We're like, we want five degrees in north wind is what we want. And right. they're like, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. north wind tomorrow is going to be a migrating day, you know. And they just roll them. That's funny. Yeah. So that that's something I just actually learned in the last couple of years just from um, I go up to Game Fair in Minnesota every year. We have a booth up there and I've met a, north, a bunch of northerners up there. And that's that that's something I never even knew until right. now, which they're talking about. Uh, they talk about bands. They banned yeah. waterfowl all over. And I've kind of got into just really like a buddy of mine shot a band the other day. I was like, man, where was it from? You know, um, uh, two days ago, I know a kid that shot a banded speck that was from the Cambridge Bay, Canada, which is all the way like the furthest north almost you can get. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can't remember how many miles by the way the crow flies it even was there. That That is really cool. No mm-hmm. one... Where, where it came from. from. I mean, think. imagine shooting a deer that you could know its life history. I, Michael Wydell actually shot a deer out in Quivira, next to Quivira National Park a couple of years ago. If you look it up on YouTube, he shot a uh, neck-collared deer. That, yeah, I, yeah, I think I've seen that. And they had actually. pinged it. They pinged it and all that, and it just showed, like, its home territory. Mm-hmm. And that deer, I think, during the rut, traveled, like, seven miles a day sometimes. You could see that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that – I mean, you don't see that very much with the deer. I know, I think, when the guy, well, one of the guys from the hunting public, he shot a uh, banded turkey up in North Missouri here. Really? Yeah. Uh, Ted shot a banded turkey. Didn't know they banded turkeys. Yeah. And I had never heard any more about where it had come from, but I don't know what a turkey's lifespan is. I think, like, seven or something like that. I think that's, like, an old, old bird. Yeah. Really, I think, like, but, two to three, they're mature, yeah. considered. But, but the goose deal is... And the duck deal banned them. Like I shot a banded mallard this year that was actually banded in Louisiana, um, which you don't see too. I've never seen too much of. But then we shot a, a banded double banded goose that came from Manitoba, Canada this year too. Wow, that's awesome. So knowing that, that's that's pretty cool. Just knowing where they came from and how many. I mean, that one I a buddy of mine shot a goose one time that was like 
11 years old like how many spreads what that goose had seen in its lifetime yeah. you know how many times it's been shot at yeah, yeah it was one of the lucky ones that you know mm-hmm. took off as that is pretty cool and yeah. i mean and the really cool thing about um especially duck hunting i mean there, there's so many different species of ducks and they're some of them are gorgeous mm-hmm. uh, i was on instagram someday last week and it was a outfitter and once again i forgot who and the post was, you know, between the the six of us or whatever, there's more than 250,000 seasons of hunting in here, and none of us have even seen one of these, let alone, and they killed a uh, mallard and wood duck hybrid. Yep, so that was Falco. Okay. They run, they have some of my stuff down in Oklahoma, and that... Gorgeous that, That's duck. like That's like shooting like a 200-inch typical buck. I mean, that's like... Just a very rare thing very I mean. rare yep. yep and the the photo of it i mean just you know the colors bouncing off the sun it, mm-hmm. it, a, w- a wood duck is pretty uh, 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 and it's like right now they're like uh, we we're talking about earlier before we started we we're talking about like they're starting to pair up now they're starting to get in their breeding pairs and so you're seeing a lot of hens and drakes together and stuff like that and any like bird the just like turkeys like the male is dominant colored mm-hmm. and so like you're seeing their their colors really popping right now and a wood duck is probably one of the most beautiful ducks there is and we get them early in the year and they don't look good yeah you know like pintail's another one that is very beautiful duck um there's, there's i mean there's all cold kinds of them mallards mallards i mean everybody when them think it's a duck you think of a mallard yeah i mean that's that's the dominant duck the biggest biggest population but like blue wing teal this crazy looking if you could ever shoot ducks in march them are some of the most the beautiful, beautiful ducks there is. <laughs> you know, my son, he knows all of it. I mean, he's he's, a bird he's, well, he's big into birds now, and and so my wife's bought him a bunch of bird books. And every time we're driving down the road, oh, dad, there's this right here. I'm like, how the hell you know that? It's 500 yards away. Well, the way its its wings are shaped, and uh, he he just and one thing he asked me, I think it was last week. He says, how it's interesting, dad. If you look at birds, all the males are the pretty ones. And the females are a little more, diff- you know, basic colors. Mm-hmm. I said, if you think about it, actually, son, in the animal kingdom, the males are the ones that have to impress the females, so they're always pretty, except for humans. <laughs> <laughs> humans, it's definitely the ladies that are prettier. Than I, the call, I call it the big truck syndrome. You see a couple of them do it. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very true. Uh, he got a kick out of that. But um, All right, let's talk about blinds. And blind placement. So let's just start with duck hunting first, because I'm sure there's some differences in what you would do. No, um, not really. Nope. The, so it's op, totally op, polar opposite of deer hunting. You want the wind at your back. You want the wind. A duck will always land into the wind, wings into the wind, helps mm-hmm. them get down. So you want the wind at your back. Um, if you don't want them looking at you, we like after we get some pressured ducks or geese, like we'll cross shoot them. So then they'll you know have a crosswind on you or something like that or sometimes if you got to set up if it's not right you got to set up with a crosswind or stuff like that too so um you know we build a a frame portable blind and then big like i said just a, a, any kind of style other blind so you can you can hunt out of a portable blind a frame blind stuff like that they make uh layout blinds like a coffin blind mm-hmm. um one i think if you guys are big turkey hunters, I think you should try uh, layout blind in the middle of a field turkey hunting. That, that would be. I would fun. recommend that. That's pretty. I, 
I've tried it a couple times. I've never succeeded, but I've seen some guys actually like have turkeys like walk over their feet. Yeah, stuff like that. But um, we've seen the guys that have killed turkeys like with the what are they strutter. predator decoys mm-hmm. or whatever, where you know they they're holding a, a turkey basically decoy mm-hmm. and the and turkey's their gun or whatever five yeah. feet away before they blast I always, it. I always thought with layout blind, you know, turkey doesn't have to. You don't have to have to like grass it in really hardcore nothing with a turkey they can just get away with the camouflage netting or whatever but like you get that one turkey that wants to strut on the top of the field all the time and like he won't break like go out there and lay right in the field right next to him and let him pitch right down on top of you <laughs> but so but you can lay out blinds a layout blind like I said, it's a coffin covers you up um they make um uh, there's a couple other different brands. There's a, there's a guy out of Kearney, Missouri, that makes a thing called a fast track. They use a bungee system, like a almost like a two by six, and very portable. V- great, great style. Uh, Rogers carries those. I think they're about the, either I buy them direct or Roger has those. Um, and then you got uh, layout boats. You can hunt out of the water. Uh, a buddy of mine, Andy Wyckoff, uh, out of Concordia, makes a, a great aluminum layout boat. Um, a little plug for him, but um layout boats and then we have a buddy of mine we got big boats like we hunt big water with i mean we got a he's got an 1860 with a full boat blind on it with a heater in it and an oven and yeah sitting there and turn the heater on so no matter where you go though i mean if you're on the damn river or Mm -hmm. you know a large body of water pond obviously you know goose hunting on Mm -hmm. in fields it might be a little different but no matter what you're doing the the general idea is the same yep gotta get hit you've gotta get hit um the these ducks and uh geese have became adapted to back in the day they wanted to be in the highest part they, the duck would land high or the goose would land that like in a field would land at top tip top of the highest point of the field so they could see everything and now People started hunting them in layout blinds all the time, and they got very educated with layout blinds. And that's when um, A-frame blinds, like what I built, came out and um, started using them, and uh, they became very good. And now they're kind of transitioning back. They're getting where they'll fly over top of it and check things out, and so they're going back to the layout blinds. But getting hid's a big thing. Like um, if if I could give anybody any kind of advice on hunting waterfowl like number one is uh learn your surroundings like no be in the vicinity of the ducks like be where they want to be if you're gonna go scout i i've noticed that it, it's it's not like deer hunting right like during the rut there might be a, a a nice buck come through if the ducks aren't there the ducks aren't there you can run traffic but you got another flight path right um but yeah know know where they want to be number two get hid i mean get hid grass up hide 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 and then then three is call but if you get know where the ducks are at and get hid you're gonna be in the game you're gonna be in the game for sure more so like if if you were let's say you're just getting into duck hunting or or waterfowl hunting uh would those things you you take more seriously than learning how to call yep yep yeah i would i would um Calling, calling will come. I, I'm, I'm to this day. I'll be admit I'm not the best caller in the world. But if you're where they want to be, you're, you're, you're halfway in the game you're right in the game there. there. Yeah. Yep. That's. I mean, um, I tell guys all the time. 
that hunt around us, I'm like, um, you just, there's a kid that is kind of getting into it now that I'm kind of helping out a little bit. And I tell him, I'm like, man, I, I'd hate to know the money amount of amount of money I spend on fuel scouting, trying to figure out where they're at. And I, I might scout geese, especially for two, three days before we hunt them to make sure they're on that same pattern so that when mm-hmm. we get in there, like back to, like I said, I like to kill. So, I mean, I like to hunt too, but like get in there, do it the right way. And you're not, I mean, we're all conservationists when it all come down to it. You don't want to be unethical about some stuff. So you want to get them shot, get them shot the right way, get them killed. And then you do everything right. It's like on top of the world. I mean, you beat them at their own game. Nice. How often, I mean, are they, whenever they do get in a pattern, how long are they staying in that pattern? Yeah, I was, I was just thinking the same thing. You know. Weather. Weather changes it. Windy days, like, um, windy days, they they want to get out of the wind just like anybody else does. <clears throat> like I was talking about sunny days, sunny, cold days. Uh, they're going to sit. They're going to soak up that sun as long as they can, not burn any least amount of energy they can, go feed the last minute. Cloudy days, and they have to stay warm. They'll go feed, you know, feed early, earlier in that day. Like, um, like we're having problems right now with our, with the geese is they're not like, shoot, you have to stop at, uh, at, uh, daylight or dusk is into shooting time of evening. So like dusk right now is like five, 12, five, 18, something like that. So you can't shoot past then. Well, some of our geese aren't even getting up and leaving water to go eat until five, 10, five, 15. Well, that gives you no time to shoot your three geese, but that's sunny days. If you get some cloud or a little bit of weather in there, they're going to leave about 30, 40 minutes earlier. And that's when, that's when you can get them. So like the other day we hunted the other day and, um, kept on intermittent clouds. I'm like, come on clouds, come on clouds. Cause I knew they were going to, it wasn't like really, really cold out. I knew they, they were, if it got sunny, they were going to wait till the last minute. And luckily the clouds rolled in that afternoon. We rolled them and shot a seven man limit. So it wasn't too go, bad. So very cool. But that that's the stuff that um to a new to a new hunter that like watch. Like that's the thing. Like right now we're seeing a lot of reverse migration. These birds getting we're getting longer days. These birds are really wanting to go back home. Mm-hmm. They're getting wanting to go back to Canada. So you're seeing we're seeing a lot of geese and uh, ducks come back from the south. Like your um oh, uh pintail pintails come through early. They go south and they winter Texas coast, Louisiana, Mexico, stuff like that. We're seeing them starting to come back. And we haven't had a bad winter, so they're stopping Oklahoma, Texas, and now they're starting to come back. So we're seeing a lot of pintails come back around the area, speckled belly geese, same way. Speckled belly geese, they leave up north real early. See them in October, like around Halloween, you'll hear them fly over. And then they're starting to come back too. Really? So So when when you're scouting, like you were saying, you're not necessary. I mean, let's say you're you're checking a, a body of water on it every day and seeing mm-hmm. what's going on. You might not be necessarily scouting the exact same. Well, they probably are, but you just know, hey, I've got ducks here every day. Okay, now they're here again. They're here again. I, I need to be after them. Yeah. It's it's very likely that they're the same ducks at that moment, or is it potentially just you can have they're them. just using that body using on that a body. daily basis? So it's imprinting. Um, ducks imprint in areas. Um, that's that's why I like um, Fountain Grove, that area up in there, Missouri River, Missouri River Basin. Ducks get imprinted over time. I mean, their parents went there. Just no different than a human, you know. Like 
This it's imprint imprinting. You go to Branson. Yep. Your kids go, go to, to Branson. Branson. I yep. just like the the, the geese I was telling Branson. you at my pond here that yep. come here every year and lay yep. there. Like I'd hate to know how old those geese those, those geese that come to your pond might be. They might be ten to twelve years old. You know. I mean, or, or it could be as their long kids. as I can remember living here, they've been doing that. Yep. And so. I, I mean, it might be their children now at this point. Yep. But and they're 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 finally here. They usually come. It's later in the year, and they'll show up and they'll hang out and. The grass will be growing, and they'll have their little, yep, probably little about babies running around May, in the first field. First of May, they'll have some babies running around. Mm-hmm. And yep. then every time I go down there mowing, they get all pissed off at me, and yeah, they're dicks, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fighting and hissing at you. Yeah, and I don't. I mean, uh, they don't bother me none. But yep, it's just uh, you know that imprint that it's just crazy that they're they're going all the way, most likely up to Canada again. And yeah, th- th- some of those geese won't. You'll be amazed how many geese migrate east to west too, though. Sure. It, I just wonder where they are the rest of the year, how far, and they know to come right there every mm-hmm. year back there. It's just it is pretty yep. amazing when you think about it. Yep, and that's like like snow geese. I don't know if, if you guys see very many snow geese in this area. I know you probably do at Higginsville see a lot of snow geese, mm-hmm. but like it like snow geese are getting so abundant they're eating they're eating out their own home, and that's why they're they have they have a conservation order on snow geese. And you can start shooting. I think Febu- like I think February fifteenth. I think is when it is. You can take your plugs out of your guns. You can use e-collars. There's no limits. Shoot as many as you can in the day. And that's because, like, they are literally destroying their own habitat. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys that stack those suckers up. There they can. While. They're getting yeah. very educated, though. Yeah. I, we, speaking of snow geese, I got a, one of our <laughs> depot spots where we go and fuel our trucks. It overlooks big crop ground with big pond in it and stuff. And I remember, I think it was last winter. Last winter, we sit out there, and I was filling my truck up in thousands. It, I mean, it was amazing, amazing mm-hmm. how many I saw in that field. And it, it was just ridiculous, just yep. thousands and thousands of birds up That's there. It's crazy. All white. I mean, it was gorgeous. It was cool. Yep. And then the next guy, there there were some hunters. They, I know they had to at least get there. I mean, filled two trucks up, I'm sure. I don't know. But it, it was ridiculous yeah. how many they killed. So yeah, it was that, pretty cool. The snow geese, they're – I don't know. I, we haven't. I haven't uh, broke into that uh, <laughs> that habit yet, because um, the duck hunting is enough of a bad yeah. habit <laughs> right. in duck and goose hunting that oh that uh, it's yeah. gotten. Yeah, he ripped ass again. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm gonna put you in your kennel, dude. That was <laughs> bad. I can yeah. smell that one. But it's it's the snow goose hunting. You can the decoys and. I don't know. There's so many gadgets now. Just like deer hunting too, though. I mean, right. everybody's got. There's a new gadget. I seen today that uh, they came out with some. A company came out with a new spinning weed decoy. You know, and there's already been a couple on the market. So it's yeah. just everybody's trying to get the next new thing. I, no, no more power to them. You know. Well, so. that's one reason why I've been scared to start. Yep. Duck or geese <laughs> yep. hunting because I've heard because once you get into it, you get hooked just like you do anything else. You know, is if you're a hunter and stuff. And it's expensive. I hear it's. I hear it can be really, really expensive to yep. get into. You can spend whatever you want to on decoys. Yeah, just so. like every. I mean, just like every other hobby, and that's. Yeah. You yeah. know, like I, I don't, you guys are familiar with. Have you seen the Dave Smith full body uh, deer decoy? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Dave Smith makes goose decoys. A six pack of a six pack of Canadian Dave Smith decoys is like three hundred and ten bucks mm. for six of them. Yeah. And that, I mean, how many do you need to make a good set or whatever? Uh, I we have around a uh, around a hundred full body honkers, and then I carry 
uh, 10 dozen uh, silhouettes, so just like a, a 2D mm-hmm. pick, uh, decoy. Um, so you're yeah, looking I mean, at a few thousand dollars right there, probably. I mean, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. <throwing laughs> yeah. Your, wife, your wife doesn't listen to podcasts, does she? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I, was just yeah. say, I don't know if my wife Let's, is upstairs right now. I don't want to talk about how much money I've spent in the last couple months. But, but, yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's – and that's the thing. It's baby steps. I'm not, I'm not saying that getting into it, you need to spend – ten thousand dollars or two thousand dollars on decoys you i i mean you can go out and buy two dozen decoys a gun if you don't count the gun i mean like waiters good i'll just be flat honest with you buy a good set of waiters right off the bat leaky waiters cry cry once what is it uh buy once cry once yep yeah buy a good set of waiters and then i mean the way with facebook and social media now like you can buy some kid or somebody's gonna need some money here come march <laughs> and you can buy you can buy them from yep. them you know and, and so it's just you can be ec- economical about the whole sure. deal and, and i'm sure if you're thinking about getting into duck hunt or something like that i bet you know a buddy or a mm-hmm. buddy of a buddy and i would yep. think it i would it's, think that community you know the duck community they probably it's probably pretty easy to get in with somebody to join on you yep. know going on a hunt with somebody like deer hunting that's kind of hard, you know. Yeah, I've been, you know, I've had had my eye on this deer for four years. I'm not going to let just some nobody that, you know, yep. and that's, says you're cool. But. And, you know, deer hunting, you know, like you said, it, it's tough because you got to get permission from landowner to go shoot deer. And, and you know, there's a lot more deer hunters than there are waterfowl hunters. So it's um, a lot of people don't want to give up their private ground for deer sure. hunting. You, a lot of guys say, hey, yeah, go out there in my cornfield and shoot. Yeah. Shoot the geese, whatever, you know. Yeah. And then there's a lot of. I mean, there's a lot of public ground for deer hunting, but there's a lot of public ground uh, as bad as some people can badmouth conservation about it. I mean, they do very well with their waterfowl. I mean, yeah, they do. Um, you listen to a lot of Southerners, and they're all mad at us because they plant corn flood corn. They're like, oh, they're stopping the migration and <laughs> all stuff. But but it's just it's just part of it. I mean, haters gonna hate. Yep, you, <laughs> you're gonna you gotta. Ha- I mean, it's just a it's just a whole. It comes back to winter. You listen to everybody like we talked about earlier. There's just no winter anymore. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, just, it's, it's just been real. It's been mild for years. Well, I mean, in the last the last cold cold winter I can remember, um, which I was gonna ask you this too. What's the deal with swans? So the reason I say that is the last really cold winter we have, my neighbor, uh, his pond you can see from our back door. Mm -hmm. And it was, I mean, it had been like two straight weeks of real frigid weather. And my wife looks out the door or the window and she goes, those are some big geese. So I look at out and I'm like, yeah, actually they got really long necks. So I got the binoculars out and I said, honey, that is five swans. And they stayed on his pond for three days. Mm-hmm. Left and we, I've I've never seen a swan in my life outside of a zoo or something like they're, that they, except for those three days. Like Fountain Grove up north of us, mm-hmm. they they winter a lot of swans. Do they really? There. Yep, yep. You're seeing them come down. Um, a buddy of mine in Minnesota, um, they're doing their uh, their conservation vote, or you can write in, or they have like a, a questionnaire or whatever to help set the season for next year mm-hmm. and they they just got a crane season in minnesota uh a, a sandhill crane season was big for them to get through now they're trying to actually get a swan season through because the swans are getting so abundant up there and getting so big and then i i kind of i just asked him like well i mean what's the 
background of wanting to shoot a swan? I mean, why, what's the motivation to shoot it? Well, swans nest in the same spot as a duck, and they're territorial, and they'll actually chase ducks out of their habitat. Yeah, you see those videos of people getting attacked right. and yep. they get close to them. So, yeah. the, so the swan deal, yeah, I mean, you're seeing North Dakota has a swan season. You have to, you have to um, put in for a tag like a lottery deal. Uh, North Carolina has one. Um, I think there's a couple. There's a handful of places that have swan seasons. Not very many. So we just don't see them in a lot. Here. Nope. I mean, I, I mean, we. I haven't seen any. Well, I take that back. I have seen three this year. Really? All my they're travel. huge. They I are, mean, you don't. They're enormous. You know, you go to a zoo. I guess you see a million animals, so you don't think. But on that pond, I'm just like God. And if I remember correctly, she took pictures. Four of them were stark white. Mm-hmm. And one was gray, probably. One was it almost looked charcoal, like Juvie. almost black. Juvie, is that what it young. is? Yep, real young. Hmm. Yep. So, I'm gonna back up a little bit. So you kind of mentioned all the different things you're playing. When you go to play into somebody's property, you know you're, you're you're gonna help them get set up for the year to shoot ducks. You're gonna want what set up probably for a north wind. You know, so on the south side of the pond. Yeah. Um, what other things you talked a little bit, you know, t- about Milo corn. What are some things you do, I guess, that to set up a, a guy's property, uh, and they're blind. Well, um, or your it, process, I guess. Yep. It, it kind of comes, kind of comes full circle on seeing what um, the landowner has. So if he has a large, significant property, and I'm talking five to six hundred acres, you talk about um, they. Uh, they want everybody thinks corn corn is king well corn can be king it 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 holds a lot of ducks and stuff like that but um moist soils probably kills more ducks than anything so like um i was talking about earlier was about uh like right now these birds are starting to come back and i just learned this in the last year is that i thought was very interesting is um millet is very high in calcium so these ducks are these these hens are looking for a high calcium diet for egg production so they're keying in on the millet and so when you see these ducks going back north not to sound like an idiot what's millet millet is it's in the, it's in the same um family as uh milo okay uh, it's a um i don't know if it's in the same fam sorghum mm-hmm. milo millet they're grasses. I mean, just like corn is a grass. Yeah, I mean, but it, it'll grow. It'll grow ahead. What's nice about millet is I can plant millet uh, June first, and I can plant millet like September first. And either way, it's going to make a head because it all just it all goes <laughs> on the length of the day. It just depends on how big the head. If I put it in June or July first, it's going to have the head of a like a corn stalk. Mm-hmm. But then you put it in in september and it's going to be the size of your thumb but mm. it's still can, it's still going to produce a seed more than likely and i put some milk in this year and some cows got into it and ate it all <laughs> so. Oh, no. so do you plant that like by your ponds or wherever yep. you plan on what, setting up a blind or what's cool about millet is um millet will grow in water i was gonna okay. say I don't you yep see it in water yep okay. so what you can do is um like what we'll do is we'll actually like help it out and you take millet stick it in a five gallon bucket like 24 hours before you're planting, put water in with it, and it'll actually germinate overnight. Like, you can actually, if you look at it really close, you'll see it actually starting get to root. Good to start coming out of its get seed. To, yep, yep. And, and and what it'll do, too, is it'll 
pull that that moisture in so it'll sink in water and then so when you go out and throw it we hand i hand throw it and then you can put it in a cedar but when it's wet like that it doesn't want to go through the cedar very well you just hand throw it hand seed it and it'll sink right then and i mean you might see within five days see it pop through the water oh, it, wow. it, that it, fast, huh? yeah it it doesn't like that skim water or up to like four inches as oh, soon as it how deep. as soon as it pops through that water it's going to take right on off really? like i planted some a couple of years ago i remember in a little hole on a place i had and uh the water never was going to get above shin deep in it and i was like went down there like my millet is gone i'm like what in the heck ate all my millet and it was like in october and so finally i put a trail camera on it and the deer were walking out eating the heads off all my millet oh wow yeah they ate, they ate it great. all before the duck season yeah you, you're saying you had some millet shin deep yeah, I planted it. It was in. I it was probably like when I when I broadcasted it. It was probably like over. I just had rubber boots on. And it was over my rubber boots, and then um, when it was that way, I, I planted it uh, end of July, and it headed out, and and seeds came to finalize, and it was probably um, early to mid October, and the deer were eating it. Really. Mm-hmm. So, and then, but, but we're, you're talking about what the, like what the plant, I mean, on people's place, small impoundments, um, I would say like, if you're looking at a duck lake, you want, you're looking at two to say 10 acres, I would say natural. You want millet, barnyard grass, smart weed, um, like a ducks. Also the thing too is, is getting vertical, um, or horizontal coverage in the water too and getting those grasses laid down before water gets in there to because a duck's uh diet like first half of the season is all invertebrates so they eat a lot of crustaceans and and bugs and insects and stuff like that and those those insects will live on the bottom side of those of the uh Mm -hmm. leaves in the water and that's that's what your duck will eat then so do you do anything with the you try I don't know what species there are, but I do know some ducks, you know, they got their, their feet in the middle of their body. They stay up top. Then you got divers. Yep. If you are, I mean, do you, if you want to specifically target, let's say a, a diving duck, do you do anything differently on your habitat? Yeah. Diving ducks in, in, in this area, um, we don't see quite a few diving ducks. It, diving ducks are large bodies of water. They're okay. eating crustaceans fish their whole life so you, it's really hard to farm for a diving duck i guess yeah. you say we're all puddle ducks so we're you're, you know your puddle duck is your mallard pintail widgeon um gadwall teal those are all ducks that are eating crustaceans like the first half of their way down and then they're eating grains or a, a grain something similar to a grain barnyard grass um smart weed uh, corn, beans, something like that. Gotcha. So, but, they, but like they won't, they'll go to a, um, they'll want that high carbohydrate when it gets cold. So corn and beans is a hard, high carbohydrate. So they'll eat that when it gets really cold. You'll see them really, that. but, um, so it's, it, it's, you're talking about trying to figure out what the, the landowner might want or what they want help in it. It's kind of, you kind of go and go in, look at their property, decide what you can do with it water access like if you can pull water off of a property and then put it back on later so if you gotta know if what you're going to do there um that's that's a big thing too it, um a lot of 
I ran into a gentleman this year when I was pumping some duck lakes. Uh, he went, came from hunting public ground, bought a duck lake, thought it was like turnkey. You go in and hit a light switch and you shoot ducks. And he was down there fighting a pump, and um, he fought it for three days, and he owned the property for 30 days and sold it. Because oh, <laughs> no. he's like, this is a lot more work than what's worth, you know? And it is. I mean, if you're going to own a duck property, it's probably just – I mean, you're you're thinking about it. You need to really start thinking about a property, um, you know, really April 1st of – what you're going to do, try to get this invasive species off and get what you want in there right. And, you know, we have duck property, you have, you have muskrat and beaver problems. Yeah. You have, you know, you, and it's all the watersheds and, um, you know, you, they dig up your levees and put holes in your levees. So you gotta be trapping. Like I got a buddy of mine that helps me do some trapping, you know, on some places. I'm not a big trapper, but he, traps beavers on guys's place because a beaver can destroy a place oh, overnight yeah. yeah you know so and muskrat holes and and stuff like that so it that's the thing that um own i i don't own my own piece of property but i've had some of the customers i work with it's it's very rewarding to me to you know put in that time and that effort and then they text you and say hey man we just thank you that we really just rolled them this yeah. weekend you know so it, it'd be different similar to like you guys deer hunting putting in a food plot and then shooting a big buck off of it. you know it's like right. putting that time in and, and getting it the worth you know so and it's it's no different than deer really if you think about when it's time to start working for next year now it's right as the damn season's over for the for the most part yeah. i mean yep. andy you and i are talking about you know probably need to start thinking about doing some stuff getting mm-hmm. at least prepped Yep. And yep, I got some guys right now. Like I said, I'm doing some hinge cutting for some uh, gentlemen right now, and then we're going in and and uh, like right now is a good time to go in and clear some timber and put in some some small like we're putting in some hidey hole food plots and some in some places and stuff like that. Go in and, and get that ready. You're not going to disturb the deer right now. I mm-hmm. mean, you might bump them off, but they're going to come back. Or like I got a spot we're going right now. These it's in the big timber. There's deer have left that timber. They're going, they're on a big food source. So they're not bedding right, in that area yeah. right now anyway. So it's a good time to get in there. And we've kind of lost our Turkey population in that area. So we're kind of want to get in there now and try to open up and get some turkeys back in that area yeah. too. So, um, but Turkey, the turkeys have been, we've had bad years for turkeys the last yep. couple of yeah, years. It's, it's just not been a good, no, the hatch has been very hatch. bad. The, uh, one other last question or whatever else on, on blind placement, you know, Andy was talking about somebody wants you to come and help them with that. Do you also think about, all right, this guy's got a 10 acre pond or whatever the hell you want to label it as. Mm-hmm. And he's going to either buy from me or going to put at least three blinds on the lake. Does that change the way you decide if you already know what I'm getting to is if you already know what he's going to do as far as blind placement, or if you have free reign to say, this is what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that, how does that change your decision-making? Let's say the guy says, Hey, I want you to come and do this, but I can only afford to put one, you know, large blind on this body of water this year. Yep. So what we can do, I mean, what I can actually do for them at blind spot, I mean, we make a floating portable, a floating blind so they can move it from point A to point B overnight, next day, that day, if they want to. If they want, a, um, you want, they want blinds in certain spots. Like, I got some guys that have blinds in certain spots and they run electricity to them. I mean, they have 
I, I got a gentleman called me the other day that wants a 20 by 30 pit in with a satellite dish and TV and mm-hmm. recliner, <laughs> and he's got his dad and his buddy. He's going to freaking live there, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yep, they are. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's – that's I mean there's pla- there's there's a lot of places like I, that. I've seen a few of those on, you know, just different videos or yep. whatever the guys where they they show the video of the ducks flying in and then they scroll down and there's a guy <laughs> cooking breakfast cooking. on a blackstone or something like that. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, but, we, when we talked to Duckhorn, they had that one yeah. that drive side by side and they got a shitter in it. They got everything you need, right? Fridge, yep. they had everything you need right there. Yep. Yeah, yep. they just built one for uh, uh vets in wheelchair or anybody in wheelchairs. They can yep. they can literally roll it right on in yep. and, and go hunting yep so there so i mean so you can on the blind placement deal i mean um andy talked about earlier about with like a north wind if you really if you wrote down every day of the season we prevalent probably have a south southwest wind the whole the whole year so it, it stinks if you're gonna hunt mornings a southwest a south you know a southwest wind you have a blind facing northeast most of the time is gonna suck because you're gonna be looking into the sun mm-hmm. that's I mean, if you're hunting ducks from eight to ten, like you're gonna be just staring at the sun. Um, so, blind placement can be a big thing if you're in, in that sense. Is a small impoundment of water, and you can cross shoot them. But ideally, you want the sun at your back. I mean, any kind of hunting, you want the sun at your back. Yeah, for shadow reasons, you know, yeah. it's a great thing. So, if you can change it up for that for them, or um, my biggest thing too is a lot of these club guys they get very habit forming they 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 just they have to sit in that blind they've got to sit here we got to sit here well if you gotta ducks might not want to be there be adaptable move i mean it might be just as easy as picking up a dozen decoys if you're at a big club and i got some guys got clubs and they put out 500 decoys and they set them all year and pick them up at the end of the year it might be just as easy as picking up a dozen decoys and go over and sit next to the wells at the sun of your back and yeah. Boom. Mm-hmm. You got them. Made. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit of change, adaptation. Right. And that's that's the thing. If I get the other thing, too, you're talking about new hunters, be adaptable. I mean, don't be scared to think outside the box. If it's not working, change it. Don't don't get set in your ways. And, I mean, I've shot in the last couple of years just, like, of sitting back, waiting until the sun gets up, look where they're flying, look where they're going. And I've shot some ducks in some of the weirdest spots on public ground just by just sitting back and just yeah. waiting to see what they want to do and where they want to be. And it's made it so much easier. I've had, we had a lot of hunts last year where they were shot a four man limit in an hour and a half. Yeah. You know, and I, I had buddies that were sitting all day. That, yeah. I mean, that's true of any hunting, really. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I, it's I, a good bit of advice. I didn't, I didn't deer hunt. Um, I haven't really deer hunted that too much this year. I, this year, I, there was a buck that a buddy of mine was after on a place that we kind of hunt together and I seen him, I was like, yeah, I'll shoot that deer. So I went, picked up the gun for the first time this year and I hunted four days, I think. And I hunted from 10 to one each one of those days. And I saw all kinds of deer, yep. but no, I had no one, everybody else was gone. The wind, I waited till windy days, got in on a thicket, walked in the back door and sat there and I saw a large amount of deer. Especially, I mean, you were rifle hunting then during, mm-hmm. so during the rut, them them guys are cruising, checking those bedding areas. Yeah, that time, yeah, not yeah. to get off into deer hunting, but, but yeah. So like you said, being <laughs> Andy goes, damn it. <laughs> well, I've always been told, you know, and my dad always told me when I was young, 
one of the best times to be hunting is around that 10 o'clock time. A lot of guys are getting out of the woods. When you get out of the woods, those people are bumping deer, moving deer. Yep. It's a disturbing thing. You're that's, disturbing yeah, things. So then if you're still sitting there, they're going to be moving into your area. So yeah, That's like, like the duck hunting deal. So Missouri Park Conservation have um, designated hunting spots in the state of Missouri. In Missouri has three zones. They have the northern zone, which used to be cut off on the Missouri River, but now I think it's – no, it used to be cut off on I-70. Now it's Missouri River. Um, and then that's the north zone. And then they have the middle zone, which goes down from the Missouri River to 54 Highway. And then they have the south zone. And they open up at different times. They're all 60 days. Um, but there's conservation areas in those spots, and you could go to those spots in the morning, and they do a draw system. You get there in the morning, the butt crack of dawn. Uh, I, I'm telling you, I give my brother-in-law a grant, hey. Russell, them crazy bastards get up at 1.30 in the freaking morning to drive up to Grand Pass or whatever it was yep. for a chance to hunt. Yep. <laughs> so, so at Grand like – for instance, Grand Pass – you talk about Grand Pass. Okay, Grand Pass, you have to quit hunting at 1 o'clock. You can't hunt after 1 o'clock. You can ask anybody that hunts that hunts Grand Pass very much a lot. I show up at 1.30. <laughs> yep. At 12 – from the best hunting is from like 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock because them ducks know – like, all right, we're not going to have pressure after 1 o'clock, so let's get ready. You know, some mm-hmm. of them start, you know, they always say, send the spies out first. You know, they start sending, you know, some ducks start peeling out, you know. And that's the same thing, like, what, what we ran into is um, on some of these conservation areas is these guys get there, you know, like you said, they leave at 1 o'clock in the morning, and they're sitting out there in the water, and it's cold, and they just, at 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, they're so cold, like, I can't take this, i got to go home, or their wife's calling them, or, you know, they are got to go to Christmas or whatever. And then that's whenever, like, I, I've been fortunate enough that, you know, my, my family understands that I have a bad addiction and, <laughs> <laughs> um, and some, and, uh, stuff that, you know, I've got where I, I like hunting that I'm lazy I'm no different than anybody else. I like my sleep and hunt. Midday up. madness. Yeah. Say, yeah. Yeah. And if you ask the old timers too, like, you know, Mallard's fly 10 to two. Yeah. You know, so, um, that's, I just, it's gotten. That I've gotten that way, and that's the thing that I could tell people: like, don't be scared to hunt afternoons. Don't be like, if you have a job and you can get out, get out and go. And I mean, two some of the best scouting is just going and sitting and watching too. Yeah, right. I mean, like, we have we have zero our geese around home right now suck. Like, um, I might go just sit out in a mark. I might not even take a decoy with me. I might go sit on a spot right now and just like it, like go grab a sandwich right now and go sit and just see what the birds are doing and just hang out the other night we had a big push of birds i thought we had a grand pick bush birds at uh like 9 30. i know where a couple different roosters are i drove around shut my truck off and listened like oh here did birds show up are they sitting there sleeping like people don't think about scouting that way too mm-hmm. is listen at night you know and that's, that's where they're at yep yep if you know where some birds are sleeping where they're roosting at go there like go at night turn your lights off it was really calm, quiet that night, and sit there and listen, see if there's yeah. a bunch of birds in there. Um, well, last question. We're kind of running short on time, but um, we know we wanted to kind of ask you, and this this could get into the weeds, and we should have you back on sometime to be more detailed in some of these things. You know, this is kind of a broad said, topic, our first especially duck episode it's the, it's or waterfowl episode. Yeah, it's the end of the year. We're kind of being broad with everything since the year is pretty much over with with that. But um, decoy placement. How, you know, 
obviously you you want to be hunting with the wind to your back so that yep. they're they're landing um, with the wind to their in their yep. faces. How do you try to place decoys? Um, you know, for a new guy that is trying to go kill a duck or a goose for the first time, um, what what do you normally do to try to to so like get them in? Like three scenarios on that. So a high wind day, give them a pocket to land in. Just just give them give them. You want to be visible, and then give them a hole, you know, twenty five yards in front of you to get them to land into. Um, a low wind day. There's not much movement, so you got to you want some movement in your decoy so they don't look like a bunch of styrofoam cups sitting on top of the water doing nothing. <laughs> get some movement in it, or downsize your decoy spread so there's not as many decoys for them to look at. Hmm. Um, and then spread them out because they're going to land where, they're going to land wherever they want to land. Canadian geese same way. Big Canadian geese they'll land w- w- amongst each other. So like Canadian geese on a big spread in a field just give them three or four or five foot between each other land. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, if you're hunting like a migration day, just give them everything. They, if you think it's going to be a migration day, give them everything they got. Just put them out there, give them a couple different holes and then just start putting your call in your mouth and start yelling at them. So hey, get your ass here. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Anything, everything. So it's just, um, and the other thing too, is if you can scout and you find birds, mimic them. If you have the same weather conditions the next day, mimic them if you see them up on a weed line feeding real hard the next day you're gonna hunt that spot go in there and put them up there on the weed line feeding hard you know like right now we have a like if you could hunt still like in kansas right now you see a lot of breeding pairs so you're seeing a hen and like one or two drakes falling or, or like a pot of drakes together mimic that same thing you know just be if you see that do that yeah and like, then give them that opportunity to land where you want them to land yep if you yep. can i mean and, they're gonna do what they want to do yep. but and if you don't want them in a spot wad up a bunch of decoys in that spot like say you're sitting here and you got a tree in your way over here and you don't want them to land there so wad up them decoys there so they can't land there you can kind of you can direct them they make decoys too like they make a spinning wing decoy that kind of directs them um they're getting very i don't use a mojo anymore is what they call them i don't use a, use them anymore really just because i'm not a big fan of them I'm afraid they, I think they scare them too much, mm-hmm. but you can kind of direct them with a mojo and stuff like that. There's, there's certain things that you can, you can use to help you out, kind of give them directions, you know, nice. calling too. you talked about earlier about calling. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll probably have to have you on just to have, talk about calling. I'm yeah, sure some specific I'm stuff. Good, I'm not a good caller, but yeah. <laughs> like I said, I, I try hard. <laughs> I bet so. you're better than all three of us. <laughs> so there was something I wanted to bring up, and I don't even think I've told Nate or Micah about this, but, but Joe, you also do something, and you started this last year. It was the first year for it, and I think uh, from the results of it, you're planning on doing it some more. You had a, and I and I apologize, don't know the, the proper name for it, but a, an out a outdoors yep, we, convention, basically. Yep, we had we had we had the mo. We call it the the mo. mo. Yep, okay. Yep. Um, and what it was was um, the kind of the group of guys I run with. I run with uh, uh, Andy Wyckoff and Jeff Hood, and both of them own um, businesses in the industry. Mm-hmm. And then we've got to know a couple other people in the industry, and everything got shut down. Like after the after last year like i went to the iowa deer classic and then after the iowa deer classic it was over. like that was that that was it there was no outdoor events and so i had a venue that we could do it outside and i just like you know what let's just try it and do it and we had a good turnout um as of right now we're on board to do it again next year it all depends on how things i mean if we get if we get all the shows back 
that we got next year, it might be kind of tough for us to do it just because of that. Like we had end of September, and that's just that's just the for everybody. Yeah, that's the go time. Everybody's getting right. amped up. I mean, you yeah. got deer hunting. Everybody, everybody's getting excited. They had, overall had maybe one or two or three cold fronts by then, you know. So everybody's getting pumped. It was it. Luckily, I had just stepped away from my job, so I could <laughs> focus on it. There. Focus yeah. a little bit on it. If I had, if I hadn't, um, I'd probably be a little more scatterbrained than what I was. But yeah. So as of right now, I think we're we're still on board to have it in September. We're, we're on we're on it. I just um, there's got last year I kind of headed it all up myself, and we kind of got a group of us together now that are going to kind of try to put it together. Nice. So, so the mo is it more waterfowl oriented, or is it just Kind of everything outdoors. Because me knowing more people in the waterfowl industry, it probably last year was eighty percent waterfowl. Yeah, but um, I'm we're opening up to. I mean, I want to open up to everything. I had a, a, a buddy of mine that owns a company called the Food Plot Playbook. Um, he came down and brought some of these seed blends in, just kind of just to show out. I had a gentleman that uh, owns a dog kennel that builds dog kennels, mm-hmm. and he brought his <coughs> stuff over to do dog kennels. So I mean, they're there's whole spectrum of of it um uh fish uh uv fish and lures a buddy of mine's part owner of that they came down and brought all their fish and lures down awesome. so nice. so i mean we had we had a full spectrum of it yeah majority of it was waterfowl but that's that's who i knew and it's right, who I run right. so right. It, is, it makes more sense i mean yeah, yeah. so I, I think though the only thing is is i think we had enough um interest that we might have grown out of next year grown out of where we want to have it so we might be having to look Looking a little for new spaces huh looking we might be looking for a new spot so yeah but that's fine it's it's a good missouri doesn't have a good yeah yeah I mean, like right the kansas like, sports show like the iowa deer classic we yeah. don't really have that yeah like me yeah. and my wife uh, a good friend of mine uh is the chief editor of uh whitetail magazine and uh wildfowl magazine he invited us up to the, the iowa deer classic last year we went to iowa deer classic up there and met up with him and like i hadn't been to the iowa deer classic before and it's just like my wife's like she i mean she never had been anything like that she's like this is nuts. Like, <laughs> this is insane. I was like, yeah, like this is, that's what, uh, we go to game for every year and there's 420 vendors mm-hmm. in six days. It's yeah. I mean, it's a big it's, ordeal. It's neat. In Missouri, you think as big as of a outdoor state that we state are, we are, we need that. We're right in the middle of all of it. I mean, we're, yeah. we are literally in the center of all these outdoor, uh, you know, states. The culmination of a lot of yeah. things. I mean, um, a yeah. lot of the things that happen, like we, yeah. People don't understand. I mean, what we have in this state sometimes, and they don't. Un- people don't understand what us outdoorsmen spend and <laughs> are do. willing to do yep, for a stand. Yeah, I mean, like that, it's, it's it's insane. I mean, we're, all of us are that way. I mean, um, not that I'd give up my kids or nothing, but um, it's a it's a bad addiction. And <laughs> but I'd sell them. <laughs> I mean, That's I mean, I, I've tried on some thin water on birthday parties and <laughs> stuff like that for good hunt. I mean, yeah. I have two kids in the middle of November, so. Oh, that was uh, a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. I got one right in the middle of deer season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I got one the 16th and one the 19th of November. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, yeah. honey. Ducks are flying. Yeah. <laughs> See, but he gets old enough that you can actually. Yeah. I'm just I'm taking, taking him hunting for his yeah. birthday. Yeah. Yep. 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 Exactly, exactly what I think. Yeah. My, my boy is, uh, his is the 19th. I'm like, he'll get to spend uh, here in a couple years. He'll spend every year his birthday in the duck blind, by the way. Exactly. There you yeah. Go. yeah. Yeah. So. We'll do what have you on again sometime and talk some more specifics and and better time of the year i mean i know we're still in goose season and and people are still yep slaying birds but um you know maybe a little more timely for some things and we can get more into some 
strategies and things like that oh yeah yeah we'll get but you guys need to get out and 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 i don't know if that's a good idea my wife won't let me she told me no (laughs) (laughs) that's just when you just just get invited and then you just show up a couple times there you go yeah we'll definitely have to do that for uh, sure but we thanks for coming on for sure i i thanks for having me guys i like i said i appreciate it and um yeah, I'm we're down I'm down to do it again. So Where can people find you if they want to look you up on Facebook or Instagram or something like that? Uh, Blind Spot Outdoors. Uh, or my handle on Instagram is Blind Spot Blind Spot Outdoors LLC, and the same thing on Instagram. That's Instagram and Facebook. And our website, we have a website right now. It's BlindSpotOutdoors.com. But we're kind of transitioning it and we're rebuilding it right now okay. at the moment. So we're we're kind of it's all up there, but it's getting refabbed. Right hey, nice, so. yeah. Some awesome blinds that you guys take, um, produce and make, yep. and I mean, there's some some pretty big folks. I know Valley Oaks uh, Outfitters yep. are using your stuff. Yep. Outfitters, yep. Valley Oaks. Yeah, is that what I said that right? Outfitters. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Valley Oaks is running our stuff. Uh, Heartland Waterfowl. Yeah, is running our stuff. Um, I built one for Ian Kennedy. Um, the pitcher for the Royals. Um, I had another professional baseball player that hit me up and then didn't end up paying his bill. Um, oh. didn't pay his bill but it didn't didn't come through on his deposit so he hasn't got his blind built yet um Oops. uh his contract didn't get renewed <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah it's it's been a it's been a blessing in disguise i mean uh with the whole covid deal and everything it's kind of everybody's like you're gonna step away from a job that you had for 12 years and try to do this full time i'm like why not? Why not? Uh, 2020 yeah. is weird enough. Might as well just go yep. for it. Go yeah. full out. You, well, I'm like, you only live once. And yep. Can't, live with, can't live with regret. So yep. Well, thanks Thanks again for coming on, dude. Appreciate you. And um, we'll talk at you later. All right. Appreciate it, guys. See you. All right. <laughs> quack, quack. So that's a good duck episode. Waterfowl. Waterfell episode. Yeah, we talked about a lot more than just just ducks there. Yeah. I really honestly, when I asked him that question about the difference between geese and ducks. You know, oh, how, like how, how, the how they, how well, and just how they act in general compared to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I assume they're both similar as far as their ability to see things and those sorts of things. But, you know, I, I, I kind of noticed it seems like geese do the same things over and over right. if they are given the chance. Whereas, you know, it's not like you see this, a, the same ducks for two weeks at a time or right. whatever. So uh, it's kind of cool to hear some of that stuff. And um, as Micah said in the intro, we're, none of us are big waterfowl hunters. So, right. you know, we're learning right along with a lot of our listeners when it comes to some of this stuff. Yep. So I would is, like to do some snow geese hunting. I think that'd be fun. Just kind of different. But. Yeah, I, I would. Well, I mean, I think all of us have been duck hunting at some point before. Nope. Oh, okay. Well, never. Just me, and <laughs> I haven't been that many times, and I don't think I've ever goose hunted. To be honest with you. Nope. So, I'm I'm down to do anything. Yeah, yeah I yeah. want to. I definitely want to give it a try. But it's I'm like, just scared, dude. Dude, that's what I'm. I I said it in that the episode. Addiction. I'm. I am. I am truly scared. I cannot afford another one. I can't. The outdoors. Either. Hell of a drug. My, my marriage can't. <laughs> it just. It just wouldn't work. Yeah, no, so. can't can't. I've I've got the whitetail thing. We've I think we all got the whitetail and the elk mm-hmm. thing that we do. We're all kind of diving off the deep end with coyotes and turkey. Yeah, I, turkey I like hunting. Um, yeah, we. I just don't know if you I can pick afford. and choose, man. Got to pick <laughs> and choose. 
Um, so, but even that being said, I mean, we're still next year, once the season starts ramping up again, we're going to do a lot better about getting, you know, people on. Hold on, hold on. We're, we're going to try to do a lot better. Don't promise anything, Mike. Okay. (laughs) Well, we're going to try, try our best to, you know, because we, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, waterfowl hunters. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of waterfowl hunters out there that, you know. One podcast too, the and there's some stuff, dedicated so. people. Oh, like yeah. you're talking about They're getting hardcore. up in the mornings. Doing, yeah. I mean breaking ice. Yeah, and like, that's honestly part oof. of it is getting to know some of those people and yep, you know, learning from them, gaining their knowledge, and yeah. So if you're an expert waterfowl hunter, maybe hit us up. Maybe we could have you on sometime. So yeah, uh, don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you know, share that stuff. We'd really appreciate it. Yeah, so. check us out on whatever. Uh, platform you listen to podcast on leave us a review hopefully five stars and um yeah check us out on our social media platforms also uh, just helps us you know keep this thing going um if you all are done talking i'm done talking all right well i was going to tell a dad joke but go ahead i told my best one to a carpenter the other day i thought i really are we already in this (laughs) oh my god (laughs) Go again. You even you ruined it. I I ruined it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I think they got it. You screwed up. Oh, I really nailed carpenter. it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, Ethan's gonna be so happy. <laughs> he loves the dad jokes. <laughs> Shout out to Ethan. <laughs> the beard uh, that's all folks. Uh, we're gonna end on that now. All right. See Everybody you guys. have a good day. Later. See it. <laughs>